With your host, Chris and Crew. Uh, oh, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, sounds like- note to note to listeners: uh, Chris has a scratchy throat, and you might cough once in a while, but it's not COVID. I also mm. gave myself food poisoning last night, so you might Ooh. hear me shit in my seat. Oh, great! It will be a surprise to both of us because I never know when it's coming out. <laughs> Just woke up with needing to emerge emergency shit. Oh, yeah. There's nothing worse. I did it to myself. I made these old shiitake mushrooms. Oh, come on, man. I knew better, but they were like yep. from the farmer's market. And I was like, oh, just take the good ones. And as I was sauteing them, I was like, they smell like, like pee. Ew. <laughs> so I tasted one. No, I was like, "Oh, these are bad," and then I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, that's a that's a actual bacteria that I just ate. I wonder if that will make me sick. We'll see." This morning, I saw. Good job, buddy. But on the good, on, yeah, I mean, on the on the uh, on the bright side, I didn't feed it to anyone. Yeah, yeah, I guess that is the bright side. So I'm the only one. Yeah, the only one yeah. poison myself, and you've got a t- tickle, which is probably COVID. I got tickle. Do you got a tickle in your pickle? <laughs> <laughs> Only you can scratch it. <laughs> in your pickle? <laughs> like with a toothbrush? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Jesus. Have we not talked about that's the guy uh Kinney? Was that his name? Kinsey? Kinsley? Kinsey? They made a movie about him. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guy from Tucante in it. Yeah. Taken to Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Liam Neeson's. Yeah. 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 Liam Neeson. That, that guy used to stick uh, toothbrushes in his penis hole. Great. Good for him. I think. I think it turns some people on. I think people get off on oh, it. Sure does. People stick a lot of things in places. You know. Yeah. Have you ever seen the people that like to get their their nuts kicked? Uh, I mean, sort of. Yeah. Ooh, it's crazy. It yeah. is crazy. I can't think of a worse. Like stomped on or something? Yeah, or mashed? stomped on, like, mashed, kicked, like just yeah. booted. I've seen, I've seen nope. videos of dudes just getting boot, like straight up booted. And I, I can usually be like, I mean, I'm not a foot guy. I'm not an S&M guy. I'm not a <laughs> gag guy. But I can see it. Like it all makes like some iota huh? of sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, you know, people like what people like, but I just cannot, I cannot, I just can't see a world in which anyone would want to just get their ball stomped on, yeah, or or how you could endure it, or how it's safe. Like, I I mean, I guess that's the is that the sadist of people? They they like the pain and the punishment, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, that feels very unsafe. Like that feel like. Oh, it's totally unsafe. Like that, uh, I feel like there's an S and M like bondage world where they're like. Here's the 19 rope ties you can do to <laughs> do this safely. Uh, you could probably lose a ball or something like, you know, easily. like, could, yeah, easily. And damage. For, yeah. And for you could what? Cause permanent damage. Maybe that's the thrill is having your ball. You might rem- have your balls. Rem- you, you could be right. <laughs> I don't fucking know. That feels like putting your dick in a toaster. Like, I, w- like, not, you know what I mean? That's very specific. <laughs> have you thought about putting your. Taking a toaster? Maybe. <laughs> All right. My cool, en- man. Whatever. My English yeah. muffins to warming up. I mean, your wife is a doctor, so I guess you can sort of push the boundaries there to see. She uh... can't do nothing. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday she goes, Babe, babe like, what if I took my dick and put it in a toaster? <laughs> what would that do to it? She'd be like, I don't know. You would call 911, hey, I know. and I would be, I might meet you at the hospital. I doubtfully. <laughs> I might know someone. I'll be she, home taking care of her child. She told me yesterday, uh, you know, I was like, oh, today's going to be a long day. And she's like, yeah, I know. I'm really not looking forward to it. I have to pull a, a feeding tube out. Ooh. And I was like, okay, first of all, gross. And I was mm-hmm. like, so what's the 
what does that entail? And she's like, well, it's really hard. Like, mm. You really need to use a lot of force. And, uh, and I was like, does it splash? She says, sometimes it splashes. Uh, but they're awake. And this guy oh. is a hitter. <laughs> oh. And I was like, cool. So your morning, just, your morning is going to be worse than any day of my entire year. Uh, yeah. No, I will never yeah. do that. I will never have to be like, sir, hello, I'm going to rip this feeding tube out of you. Please don't hit me. <laughs> she texted yeah. me uh, later in the day. She said, uh, feeding tube out, no punches. <laughs> oh, okay, good. So it wasn't that bad. So she over-exaggerated. Kind of. I mean, Jesus, like, <laughs> lay it on thick. Why don't you? <laughs> but that's but my point being that's like the that's like the heart like I mean besides all of the stress and you know the dying and stuff sure the, the actual physical yeah that's uh, the only time she ever has to like get in there like she's got she's she's not like the kind of doctor that's gonna save you from a penis in the uh, toaster you know what do you think is the hardest thing you've ever you've ever had to like do or sort of accomplish I guess or whatever is this a ask me anything I guess so. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Ask Me Anything. It's a new uh, segment on Not For Nothing. Ask Me Anything. Mm -hmm. So repeat the question on Ask Me Anything. Uh, the hardest so you thing said, I've like, ever had to do? You, you said wife doing, pulling the tube out is like harder than anything you've had to do this year. But, but I want you to maybe, can you expand on that for, for your lifetime even? Like, what, is, what do you think is like the... It's from sort of a, like a, from a career it, standpoint. No, I think just in general, like what's the grossest or hardest thing you think you've had to sort of ever sort of do in your life? I haven't had to do many gross things and it scares me because I know that they're coming. I even got out of childbirth. Like Kristen had an emergency C-section. Like I was re like, like I've, <laughs> I've missed, I, I'm not a, I'm not a gross guy. I'm not a gross guy. Like it's, um, it's not, it's not for me. Gross yep. isn't for me. Yep. Blood. Breaking all of that, like I've never come across a car accident. I'm pretty sure I've only seen a couple of dead people, and those people were like meant to be seen, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, I did have uh, my subway hit someone <laughs> once, and I had to walk over a person, but I didn't look. My I, but my person was stuck in the train. Kristen looked; it was gross. Oh, uh, so the hardest thing I've had to do um, is when <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind, like maybe this is just the most traumatic thing I've ever had to deal with, was yeah. when uh, like 50,000 kids showed up to see Drake at the seaport <laughs> and the entire thing stage was overrun. And as a producer, we realized we were in a very volatile situation. And then a fight broke out, and it turned into what they would call a riot. Mm -hmm. And we had 50,000 people in a tiny little space that were, and nowhere to go. We were on a pier. And I was like, I have to get help. And I ran to the backside of the pier and went all the way around onto like the, the other pier and ran up the street and found some police officers. And I was like, you have, like, you have to help us. <laughs> We are. We do not have control of this situation, and they were like, "Well, they just couldn't understand me." And I was like, "Listen to the desperation in my voice. It is. I'm like, I am worried for the people I work with. Like, front of house got overtaken. People were like hiding. Steve was ready to jump into the water. Like, it was so fucking scary, and so and it was this buildup for hours of till that moment. We were all freaking the fuck out for hours." And so I think that moment of being like just pure traumatic desperation where I was like, I have to, I have to figure out how to fix this one way or the other. And that, and then begging these police officers to like call for help, uh, which they did. <laughs> and, and, uh, unfortunately one of those people was the police commissioner. And if you want to have your face in the news and explain yourself to the NYPD, you, the police commissioner comes. It is bad. <laughs> if you see the police commissioner at your event, <laughs> that is you know, as bad as it gets. But yeah, that's the most, I think that's the, like, 
the most tr- trauma I've had to face, uh, definitely in a work ex- a work environment. Um, there's been some other bad ones, but that's that's kind of it. Do you want me to ask the same question of you? I can't, because <clears throat> I just I I had a I had to ask me anything for you, but it's kind of along these lines, which is interesting. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I can't think of anything. I man, I, I'm sure there's been some stuff. Uh, have you ever like I, I've never had to pull anything like a feeding tube? Out. I think if you've done it enough, it's probably not that big of a deal. But like, probably. I mean, I, I that's that's why I haven't gotten into the medical profession because I knew I couldn't probably handle that stuff, stomach that stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I think sometimes it'd be fun to be like a paramedic, but then I was like, oh wait, I wouldn't want to do all of the work. Yeah, except yeah. the driving. It's like it's like talk, it's like talking about being like when we were talking about being like there's two kinds of plumbers. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like there's just the guys who just do like new construction and install like new plumbing, and then there's the guy who does you know like takes care of your shit for Turd you. Turd herders. Yeah. <clears throat> and and I think that yeah exactly that's kind of the thing. If there was like, a job that was like just ambulance driver, I would right. want that job. You're just the you just sit in the car and wait. Yeah. And then people like you kind of have to be like, the, especially know. in New York, like you need someone to sit in the car because of you know whatever the you know traffic yeah, and the double like parking. A, yeah, and if there was a, if there was just a job just li- just like driver where you got to like turn on the lights to go fast and be scary. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I would like that job. Mm-hmm. I would love that job. Yeah, who wouldn't? But they may, then they turn it into some bullshit. I've always thought about this with all jobs. All jobs have a level of bullshit. It's like they have to. There's no job that's like, oh, man, all I do is the thing that's fun. Or all I do is the, like, the rewarding part. There's always a, an uncomfortable part or a part where you have to cold call someone. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, there's, no, there's no perfect job as far as I'm concerned. No. No. It's crazy. Why, why, why is that? Why can't there just be like, they're like, do what you love. I, do, well, whatever you do, chase your dreams and do what you love. And look at me. I'm a famous actor. I'm like, yeah, but you're on strike now, <laughs> and you're worried about how you're going to make money. So you're wondering how many rosé brands there are out there right now. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I think the point that, to that, though, is that it's, it, at least you're doing something that you actually sort of enjoy doing for the most part, where like all that little bullshit kind of doesn't bother you as much. Then. I wonder, though, if it's even better to just be like, I do nine to five of a job that I don't care about, but it doesn't pain me. It doesn't require any... Yeah discomfort and the rest of my life is the part that is the thing that i love absolutely i've been thinking about that lately i haven't i I never had that i chased my dreams i guess in a way and look at me now (laughs) look at me now all the way yeah i mean like you don't take your work home with you you sort of leave it behind you don't think about it once you leave the office or close your computer log out or whatever because of your work from home or something so yeah there's i think there's some i remember talking to our friend uh leanne years ago i think her and i kind of had this discussion like when we were like in the heart of in 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 just in the middle of of production work you know 10 years ago or something at least and we were sitting talking and there was some story i don't remember the exact thing what i told her exactly but i it was like at some point like we had that philosophical discussion about like you know going a different line of work and doing something and i was like to me at that point there seemed to be this thing about i just wanted to like work in a hardware store and you're just like, oh, you need a hammer? It's right, it's right over there. Oh, you need some, you know, fucking gaff? Yeah, I got an aisle too. You know, like you, there's, there's not a lot of, you know, I'm just sitting in a little store. I'm helping people. It's a little bit of an interaction, a whole bunch of people. It, it seems like a pretty sort of like chill, easy job. You want to work at Home Depot? Plus, I know like all. That's like the worst fucking yeah, job. Yeah, no, there no, is. not Home Depot. No, no, no! It's not Home Depot. It's like one of those. It was one of those ones that was like those hardware stores, like downtown like the Manhattan. Tree oh, that's you know, like where you just make a key yeah. once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make a key. Yeah, I'll make a key. You got sh- shelves that are like twenty feet high. Yeah. You know, and it just uh, to me at that point, that. I was like, I was debating whether I should just go work in a hardware store. Yeah, you make about thirteen dollars an hour. Like simpler, but I remember there was one right in Lower Manhattan. There was one right by our last office I had down there, and there was a young guy, like a young just guy that worked there. And I was like, "What? Well, I wonder why you're here. What did you? What are you yeah. doing here?" Yeah. yeah, it's usually like either an old guy or you know, or a young you know young guy or something works in there. And then there's like a couple like there's Latinos, a, Latinos that work that do all the work. They're like right. stock right. shit, you know? <laughs> right. 
They're the ones that are really helpful. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They're they're there's the something. one mean white guy that stands right in the counter. He goes, I don't know. Pedro, yeah. do we? can you yeah. help this fucking yeah. guy? And then that guy goes, uh, <laughs> rolls his eyes. He's in the middle of fucking nine things. And he gets but, down from his ladder and he helps you. Right. And then he gets the, the little claw extender reacher thing because he needs the thing <laughs> way on the top of the, sh- the fucking shelves. But yeah. yeah, but anyway, I think that was, that's to our point, uh, you know, is that, yeah, you might not be making a lot of money, but you might be happier just doing sort of, you know, you want to call it menial, like labor and all those kinds of things or whatever. You know, like sometimes, you know, my wife talks about just doing, she loves doing like sort of like yard work and all that kind of stuff, just sort of menial labor type stuff. Yeah. Just because she doesn't have to, you don't have to think. You just sort of do and you don't, you know, like, and it's a little bit of like physical work. It's it's very rewarding and accomplishing at the end. My homie Webb's homie just was like, just like, he's like, I'm doing landscaping now. Right. Got a little shitty old truck. Right. He's really good with plants and yeah. uh, does picked up a bunch of clients and uh, does landscaping, which seems on yeah. one hand great. But on the other hand, I think he also does snow removal, which with sounds terrible. Right. Right. And so that's the that, thing. There's like, always but, the you know, fuck you. There's the, always the fuck you. What do you do when, what do you do in the winter? Well, I guess I'll fucking shovel. Right. Until I yeah, get back to flowers. Yeah. I think I mean, I, I, there's like in, in, uh, in Vermont because of all the, the rain damage. And so there's all these, you know, like construction crews and, and, you know, it's not, it's not city workers, but I guess government workers or contractors or something. So they're fixing the roads and the, and the embankments and the guardrails and all, you know, ditches and all these things. So there's all these crews. And then there's always the one person who's just standing in there with like the slow stop sign. Yeah. You know, and it's like they either stop the traffic and you got to wait a few minutes and then they let them go through. I'm like, this has got to be the easiest fucking job in the world. You just stand there and you, and you rotate a sign. I like around. when it's a woman and they're like, they've got their sleeves up. They're like getting a tan too. Yeah. I lo- yeah. I'm like, good for you. And you know, they're getting paid like $35 an hour. Yeah, they feel, they're definitely happy. It yeah. Would, would, and I'm like, yeah, but, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I was like, I, maybe I could do that job or something. You know, like, I, you know, whatever. Totally fucking easy, totally chill. You know, no fucking responsibilities. I've you got, got to use your. I've got the job for you. It's but it. hold on. Yeah. But as as I was up there last time, I was up there drive by, and it like it there was a, another rainstorm, and yeah. it was pouring. And this yeah. poor woman had no coat and no hat and no nothing, and she's in a fucking monsoon. No hat, so no coat. Bad. No. Caught her. I mean, that's her fault, but whatever. But what I'm saying is like, but you're also you have to do. This that in the winter time too or you have to do that during the rain season like it's then you're fucking miserable you also, know, too. so like there's always like a, there's always there's always a downside to everything i've got the perfect example of what the the guy that figured it all out okay i used to work at this and if i if i've told the story i apologize i worked at a, a a golf course in high school in the summers i was on the grounds crew one year that means you're basically like mowing lawns you know yeah weed whacking Cutting cups, like cutting the, the green, you know, like putting holes in greens, irrigating, whatever. We had this guy. I, th- I probably told you about this. I can't remember his name. Mustached guy. Uh, Called Randy. Randy. It might have been Randy. Randy, uh, he could drive with this, like, he, drove, he could drive a tractor. And his job was to clean, was to, was to uh, mow fairways. And it was a never anything. Like, the fairways needed to be mowed, like, every other day. So he would do like the front nine and you, he st- would put all of this, like the big mower on the back of a tractor and would just all day long mow. And he had a, he had a, you know, a thing to protect his face in case a golf ball came at him, but nothing ever did. He smoked probably 27 packs of cigarettes. All he, he would just go out for four hours and drive <laughs> his little path, come back in, have his lunch, go back out for the other next four hours, come in, punch out. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Now, we started at like 5 a.m. So his day was probably over by 2, mm-hmm. maybe earlier. He only worked in the summers. They laid everybody off in the summer so he could get on, catch unemployment or, or do some under-the-table work. And no one ever said fucking anything to this guy. I never said a goddamn word to him <laughs> once. Never. No one talked to him. He, maybe he talked to a couple fellas. But like, sure. I saw him once at a, like a Perkins, like just out. With a lady, and I was like, "Nope, I'm not making eye contact." He <laughs> had it figured out. He had made and cut out a little, carved out a little niche for himself. He's the only guy that knew how to drive this tractor. He didn't have to talk to a single motherfucker. He could have, he could have listened to headphones, but he didn't. I just remember one time this other guy working on the grounds crew came up to me and he goes, 
can you imagine the thoughts that go through that guy's fucking head all day? (laughs) (laughs) Or not at all. He might not even think at all. He didn't wear headphones. He didn't fucking wear earplugs. Like, he just was out there smoking butts, doing doing his laps. And I was like, good for you. And he only had to do it like five months out of the year. Maybe six. Yeah. Perfect gig. Perfect example yeah. of what we're talking about. He, nev- I, he I, never woke I, up. I, worked, I bet you he never woke up stressed. Maybe once. Maybe. I mean, maybe he just had a miserable life and, you know, whatever. But uh, I don't think he did. I worked in construction seemed, seemed with a guy who would show up. Basically, it's kind of the same kind of thing. Principle. He would come for the summers four months, maybe six months at the most. We work construction, doing demo work, basically, for this company. Work six months. We, we got paid like between 25 and $40 an hour, depending on the job and all that kind of stuff. Cause it was all like, you know, city work type stuff. And like, um, uh, the, you know, like, uh, housings at like the, um, uh, dorms and like the colleges and stuff. Okay. Them. So it was good pay. So he would show up, he'd, he'd drive up, he'd have his little pickup truck camper kind of thing on the back. He would drive up, work the whole summer extended summer, whatever. And then he would just go disappear back to Mexico. Oh, he lived in his little lived. camper. Yeah. Or something. Or he had a little piece of property and he owned, I think he had a house and stuff, but he would drive back and forth. So he would spend, you know, days, which so I think he would just live in the camper on his road trips. Yeah. Uh, and then he would just basically, apparently he would live like a fucking King in Mexico for like all this, like the, maybe the six months at most that he worked and he would go down there and he would have more than enough money to, to live and get by and just do whatever he wanted down there. And not work. And you would just kind of live on the beach or some stupid thing. And I was like, you know what, man? That doesn't sound like such a bad idea. That first day. Like, he day, kind of figured out the system. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that first day back probably sucks. But actually, you, after six months, you're probably like, you know what? Time to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. Probably feels good, though. Change of scenery. Exactly. Mix it up a little bit. These guys that drive, uh, that drive, th- drive trucks for me, uh, you know, because, like, now everyone can drive. You can basically pull anything behind a pickup truck. Mm-hmm. you see like guys pulling like 27 cars like these tr- these trucks are basically semis now yeah. you buy a fucking chevy f-150 and put a gooseneck flatbed on the back and you can fucking tow anything so they and they do there's got there's, they guys, do. there's guys that i just, see them on the freeway all the time yeah they do it for a living and we hire them and uh those guys all have the backs of their trucks you know they got beds made in the back they know where they can park like cracker barrels or wherever they know where they can catch a shower at the fucking mm-hmm. loves uh, and I mean, if I didn't like it, it, to me, it seems super stressful to drive one of those and I'm not great at, at, at like backing things up, you know? Sure. But I could see the, I could see the appeal to be like, I, I drive whenever I get dispatched. Like you're not, you're not going super long distances. Their trips are short. It's not like long. It's not like you're always on the road, like a real semi driver or beholden to any more right, than right, one right. client. It's kind of like you're your own boss. And then. Mm-hmm. A dispatch company just hires out you as a freelancer. It's kind of, it's kind of, I mean, I could see how it'd be a, a trap. Every guy I talked to is like, this is what they're doing because what they wanted to do failed. Like, I had a couple of restaurants or, you know, like, this is definitely a fallback. But it's not the worst fallback, you know? Right. But then they're happier. They're like, okay with it or whatever. Yeah, they're on the road. My dad yeah. should have done it. My dad loves to fucking drive. He loves hmm. to drive. He, he would have been a great not. Not long distance trucker. Truck, yeah. I am yeah, yeah, no trucker would be so bad. Oh, so trucker? stressful. Fuck that job. Here's the fuck. Fuck it. I wouldn't want worst. it. Worst. Absolutely the fucking worst too. Truckers. Yeah. And I walk a mile in their shoes, man. That's a shit. Oh uh, no! Fuck job. that shit, man. They gotta. They they feel like they own the fucking roads and they can get over and and whenever they fucking want to. And then they hold up fucking traffic because all of a sudden there's 20 cars behind them because they can't, you know, get their truck up to speed to pass the other truck that they're trying to pass to. And it takes them five fucking miles. Why doesn't the other truck slow down? Why why doesn't, I don't understand. What's the, why doesn't the truck they're trying to pass slow down? Why, why is that, that always bothers me. I'm like, can't you guys, don't you see that they're trying to pass, you all are part of the same team and this guy's clearly trying to get around you. So then you slow down and traffic keeps moving, but they don't, yeah. They're just like, no, no, I'll keep going the same speed. And if you can get around me. Great. Be be my guest. I'm like, why? Yeah. Stay. Yeah. That. And the trucker's like, well, I, I'm not slowing down, so I got. I'm gonna cut the, you off. Almost sideswipe you. Yeah. It makes it. It definitely. It definitely. I mean, I think everyone's different. 
And I think it's very hard to tow a truck. And I don't think we understand, like, I've pulled a U-Haul before, like, from city sure. to city with a lot of shit in it. And when, uh, and when people fucking cut you off, it is scary. And they don't even know, you know? So imagine that times one million, because that's what being a totally. trucker is. There's, not, like, there's, there's a, a lot, there's of di- lot of dickheads out there. But I agree with Absolutely. you. They make it very stressful. And, they're, and, they, and they, there are shitty ones out there, especially when it's raining and somehow like their cars make it way more scary to be on the road. Mm-hmm. Like, how is, mm-hmm. you, how is this a legal thing? But look on the bright side. Their jobs will be obsolete in our lifetimes. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I think is worse is, is the cars who don't speed up to pass the trucks themselves when there's like 20 cars behind them. And they're like, no, I got a little speed limit, but I'm in the left lane. You know, it's like, bro, can you just go five miles faster so you can get around the truck and then so everyone else can get past you? Well, those people should be fucking murdered. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're either too scared because they don't want to, they don't want to drive beside the truck. So they're like, they're like, no, I got to back off because I don't want to, you know, it's like, can you just please speed up? It's okay to go five miles over the There's no excuse for those people. I don't get, I don't get that one, man. The, it's it's the thing. More I, it's the, the more thing aggravated. I, I it's the thing I like most about being back in New Jersey, <laughs> is that I am no longer around Pennsylvania fucking drivers as much. Sometimes they sneak into the state and they get mm. bullied. They get so bullied. New Jersey is the meanest. Left lane fucking. It is. It is. They're mean in that left lane. Sometimes you'll drift off and you'll be like, oh, I'm. Not, I forgot I was supposed to drive. 30 miles over the speed limit in this lane and there's like eight cars up your ass and they're fucking mad and you're like oh, I'm just, I'll get over I swear I'll get over like it's now see now no no see now hold on see that's where I draw the line because if I'm going like 50 at least 15 miles over the limit and you're on my fucking ass and you want to go faster you swerve into the other back and forth through lanes like I if like I'm going way fast enough here you'd now. love it it's not like I'm going like just over the Pennsylvania you'd love it in the right lane passingest most fucking oh they love to pass in the right lane it's their preferred way of, yeah, uh, yeah. it's, it's the most passive, aggressive Pennsylvania way of life. They're like, I don't want to upset this guy, but I want to get around him. So I'm going to dangerously go, just not wait for him to move over so I can keep going. I know I will instead. No, fuck, but I, no, my thing up. is like, I don't, I don't, you shouldn't expect me to get out of your way just because you want to go 30 miles over the fucking limit when I'm going 15. I disagree. If you like, fuck go, you. Like, that, no, 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 that's that not. That should be reserved for the, whoever wants to go the fastest. And if you don't want to go as fast, just move over for a minute. Go right back. Drive your speed. No, no, because then, then there's like 20 other cars and all of a sudden they're like, oh, there's an opening. Let's go. And then you're all, you're like all fucking. It's just, then especially go. if it's just one guy who's just on your ass, like, and there's no cars in the, in the right hand lane. And also, yeah. and you want to like, go 90 miles an hour, then fuck you. Get in the right lane. Pass this me. This is then. just turning into grind my gears, literally into grind my gears. Yeah. We could do 27 hours on traffic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I, I, I everyone's got their preferred way of travel. Speed. Everyone's got a thing that bugs them when they drive. I hate the guy that like, only goes fast if I'm going fast. Like if you're like uh, you're going like 20 miles over the speed limit, you could probably catch a ticket, maybe 15. Yeah. And there's a guy right behind you, but then you move over for him, and he's yeah, like, and he's like, you. oh no no, I yeah. wanted you to get the ticket. Yeah. I will only yeah. go fast if you're in front of me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it's not a convoy, motherfucker. Get on with your life. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that shit. Completely. Yeah. yeah that yeah. shit drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> Anyway, that's good. That's good. We did stuff. We talked. We started with diarrhea, went to ball mashing right into the hardest job you've ever had into traffic. Seamlessly. That's a half an hour of a not for nothing here. Now, Chris, Mm. we saw each other last week. We did. In person. We spent some time together. We had a day. We had a date. We had a day. What did we do, Chris? You want to tell everyone what we got into? We watched women's basketball live. Live. From the Barclays Center. From the Barclays Center. Sold out crowd. Mm. 12,000 feverish fans. I don't know about you, but I would... Uh, it, it, that was the most... It, that was the loudest I've heard Barclays Center. In, that, in really those fans were time. yeah way more into it than any nets game i think I've, I've ever been to i think yeah i'm i'm trying to think of like there were a couple like back in the day, back in the jay-z era <laughs> where the place felt pretty you know like there's it was more of the more of the stadium was open maybe for those games but that that when 
when the shots were falling and they and they were falling, the, those those Liberty fans Ooh, were man. loud. People were jumping out of their seats, like just cheering. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Real, yeah, it, it put it put any doubt if you're you know like there's old trope of like women's basketball. I can't dribble. Blah blah blah. No, just, you know, this was me. this was the game to be at if you had any doubt that it is, or any doubt that like Barclays Center can be loud and fun. I. Mm-hmm. We we went with our wives and and I took I took my kid, uh, I also took my kid to a Nets Sixers playoff game, where he fell asleep during it. <laughs> <laughs> this game was not a playoff game; it was a women's basketball game, regular season game, and he was sc- scared of how loud it got in there. <laughs> Thank God for Ellie the elephant, because there were some moments where I was afraid we were going to make it through the whole thing. It got so loud. And that's the difference, folks. Like that's yeah. the difference. That's that to me was like the true sign. Like the WNBA has really turned a corner. It was a really fun game. So thanks for going with me, man. Yeah, of course. Thanks for uh, thanks for putting it together. That was great. It was a lot of fun. It's been a while since uh, been to a basketball game live, uh, um, and to get to hang out with you all and stuff. That was uh, was a nice time. Much to Chris's chagrin, Ionescu was hitting shots from the logo. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let's back this up. I, I want to clear the air. Because you keep saying, like, she basically I basically just put, like, she dropped 30 in like her, her eye. I don't like her at all. And that's not true. All I said was a couple, uh, however long back, I, and I just made the point that it was like, maybe she's not the best player on the team, and maybe she's not even, the th- she's maybe like the third best player you on the team. She said she wasn't the worth a number one pick. Yeah, she might not have been worth a number one pick. But then, like, most of these, most of these drafts, it looks like a lot of the number one picks aren't worth the number one pick. It doesn't mean I don't like her. Okay. I think she's incredibly talented. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm just, like, she might be a little overhyped. Although, and then again, of course, now she's gone and, like, scored, like, 40 points in every game I've, since I've said that. <laughs> exactly. So, and maybe she's turned a corner a little bit, too, and, like, up, stepped up her game a little bit here. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of her and her game. Uh, she played amazingly the other night when we saw her live. Yeah. Uh, and she's been playing pretty well lately and she's been putting up some like triple doubles numbers and stats and all these other things that, you know, like only other Candace Parker has been doing. So I, I don't know, maybe I'm completely wrong about her, but at the same time, like Stewie had a bad game. Yeah. John Quill Jones didn't really have a great game either. So I, you know, I guess it's just, you know, it can go from game to game or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I, re- I rewatched the game. Uh, cause but I, I don't hate her. Cause I wanted to see the, I wanted to see the technical I'd recorded the game. I wanted to see the technical on Asia Wilson or to Asia Wilson from John Quill Jones. Like I, I rewatched it with like the, the, like all the stats. I didn't have the volume up, but it, like they were like compared to the last game they played. Uh, it was just, a, it was a different, they played a different game. And I, I think that that just, they lucked out cause they started Laney and, and Ionescu started hitting uh, threes where they didn't the last game. So all their points were in the paint. And so, and that, that, behoo- that helped. John Quill Jones and, and Brianna Stewart, who were like you said, not they they were they kind of str- struggled early, and then they they came on at tw- right and, because and, like, like, there was less pressure on them. Right. Yep. It was also like kind of glaring that like it's a it's a they're the Liberty are not that deep, and they might burn out if they keep like now the coach has just decided she's like oh I will play six players, <laughs> and I'm like I don't know if you could do that all season you know like I like. She's like, she used to flirt around with different lineups and I was getting upset with it. Sure. But just sticking with one lineup for like a really like, and then kind of like once in a while, like subbing out John Cole Jones, but like doing like, even in this game, they were up by 40 and she didn't sub the players out until like three minutes left in the game. It's like insane, insane. And Vegas already like gave up their whole team. Like all all their starters except for plum. Yeah. Yeah. That was, she's terrible. But can I tell you why she's why this is fucking crazy? So so I the, I really don't like the coach of the Liberty. I think we both are on in agreement there. I was watching the replay of the and uh, there was one like it was after like a couple of like the buildup had been like really going like there's a couple of timeouts called by the Aces after three pointers. You know like the fans were going nuts and then finally there was a play where Ionescu like hezies. And then gets around her to defend her, goes up strong, makes the bucket and one. And the place erupts. 
The other team calls it. No, there, there's a timeout, and I don't know who called it. But there's a timeout. Maybe it's a TV timeout because it's a foul. I don't know. And uh, the and and Ionescu's hyped. Like they're just like they're coming to the bench hyped, right? Like just like screaming, jumping. And I noticed this like assistant coach does the like calm down with his hands and says calm down. And I've never seen an assistant coach in any sport like, ber- like, like treat his players like kindergartners. Like he, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? I was like, that was like so demeaning. Like, who's he to fucking tell professional athletes to calm down in a forty-point blowout? Like, what do you have to say, assistant coach? So I looked him up. Uh oh. His name's Olaf Lang. Is he the husband? He's the fucking husband of the head coach of the fucking Liberty. <laughs> the fuck out of here, you fucking piece of shit. He's been with the team only this season. You have literally no place to be telling Brianna Stewart to calm the fuck down. You never having done anything, motherfucker. Wife, coattails, chasing. I was furious. I was like, I, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Maybe he's like this well-respected coach that i just don't know and i was like he's the fucking husband that the coach brought in that i mean that's crazy dude that's like that's like bill belichick's kid telling fucking tom brady to calm down like what do you do like who is he it's crazy to me i was i was furious i was furious i still am i'm worked up (laughs) olaf lang why because he's a piece of shit i hate that shit He's not there. These aren't fucking. These aren't high school girls that you need to like settle down to drop a play. It was a blowout at that point. You fucking calm down. In fact, sit the fuck down. You get so worked up at such a. You made me so mad, dude. <laughs> fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Oh. <sighs> If I was okay. a fan of another team, I would come to Liberty Games and I would sit behind him and I would heckle him. <laughs> Except for I think he's like Russian and maybe has connections. Maybe I wouldn't do that. Their whole thing is weird. I'm I'm just so mad. I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it. Is that nepotism? Is it nepotism when you're when it's when it's a a, a relative by marriage or is it only nepotism if it's like you're Dad, mom, yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. It's maybe probably just children. Can but I call him not- a nepo coach? <laughs> oh, coach. Um, I mean, he has been her her assistant coach for when she was with Phoenix and stuff too. So it's cool, it's not bro. like this is sort of a new thing. Cool story, bro. Um, but I don't know. I mean, sometimes I feel like you know coaches do have to tell their players to to sort of just settle down. I mean, not calm down, dude. Watch settle it. down and just you know like keep focused and not lose you know. Mm. composure or something or whatever it's, like i it's, also it's, and like for whatever it's worth like he is very demeaning you know, i don't like the fact that her husband is her assistant coach either necessarily but like that's sort of the world that we live in with with assistant coaches and people like you it's part of their sort of their job description so then lay right? in the cut lay in the cut lay in the cut but don't fucking act like these are your team this is your team this isn't your team you didn't do anything to earn this this isn't your team you can't tell them to calm down you can be like Hey guys, we're gonna do a drill. Boop. Like maybe that, but on national TV, when your team's fucking whoop beating the best team by forty, you fucking have the audacity to tell them to calm down. Like you're somebody. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you. maybe that's part of his job. That's what she does, she wants him to do. Uh, I mean, she would. She's fucking terrible, so she would. <laughs> she would. I mean, there's a lot of times with other plenty of other coaches who, She'd be who like, don't hey, aren't involved a ton, and their coaches are doing out of the work. Get me some feeder until these girls to cool down. Isn't she Australian? I don't know. Way to take the side of Olaf Lang, literally the worst human being on earth. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyone man, else you, you want to side with? You get so worked up at one. You a guy Fieri guy? Thing. Who who you into? What who else you? I'm not wor- I mean, I okay. I got you were I was worked up about Reagan Megan Rapino Rapino Rapino, I was worked up Rapino, and I but I but you told me to you told me to let it go so I let it go and I'm not even bringing it up on the pod. U.S. I'm sucked. Proud of you. That's fine, but unfortunately, uh, 
it's become very Trumpy to say that the U.S. women's team is no good. So yes. I can't even say that right. anymore. Trump took that away. Good. The women's, glad team, should, the women's team should thank him for that. Mm, I don't know about thank him for that. He but. did him a favor. Mm. Mm. I don't know. They get enough hate and vitriol from a lot of people that, I mean, maybe they're Trumpy people too, but there seems to be a big piling on on, on this women's uh, team. About uh, I don't, I don't want to pile on the women's team. I want to pile on one single player, and that's my. I, I don't understand that. I don't understand why you're just focusing all your anger on one one player who had who who. It's literally not her fault. Mm, I don't know. I didn't watch those last sixteen minutes. You might think differently. Did, did anybody else do anything like good and positive? Did, did the coach make the right substitution? No, he made a poor oh, substitution. Oh, you're going after that coach. You don't know what it's like. It's probably part of his job to make those substitutions, Chris. Yeah, to make poor substitutions. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, like that's <laughs> to hire like, that's to, part to sub of, out your best striker. That's part of the landscape of the game now. You know, it's my that might be what that might be what the team's asking him to do. <laughs> yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Look at so in that instance, then he should be fired then because... Uh, um, oh, everyone wants to fire this guy. Like, I, yeah. I, I think he... Maybe he people should just back off. They don't, they don't know what... They don't know what he's got going on at home. It doesn't matter what he's got going on Might at home. Might have a sick dog. You know, things happen. It, it has nothing to do with his performance on the field. I don't know. I feel like we can't get... I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> How come I can hate I can't can't hate a coach, but you can? Because you're for no reason. For no reason. Because of an action he did in a game. Oh, you mean like subbing out a striker for a player? That's an action you do in a game. Yeah, that yeah. You're you're the one hating on someone who does like it's it's inconsequential about some little minutia little action. Like telling like, women to you know telling his players to calm down or missing a penalty shot and smiling and laughing about it when it maybe that's how she deals with her with her frustration and 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 whatever people people you know uh have different emotions and deal with it differently not a good look like, like you're also she was also there's also a video clip of her actually crying at the end of the game oh believe, please see that fox interview she's like giggling she okay. Thinks we did so a great what? job. So, she, so she can't feel a certain way because it's not the way you want her to be. Well, you can feel that way when you've already won it. But like the thing is, is like these other players hadn't, and like so? and and as a leader and as a, the 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 old person on the team, the vet, the person that like has been there before, and you get subbed in in the most crucial part of the tournament, and you're out of position on a on a putback, way out of position. You you have no leg on corners or penalty kicks. You miss the PK at the end, and and you you don't have the stoicism or the or the mindset to realize like how important this is for the other players and to laugh like you all were there together. Nope. I just I, does she know that? She's yeah. thirty seven years old. So she you, she's been there. She, she knows know she's that. been there when she was young, and she knows what it's like to be there. The first time and stuff, and to like, win she, it all, she, like I just there was no urgency. I I I just didn't. She's never won every single game. And she's she never been sucked. a part of. She knows, Dude, she, she sucked. She just sucked. Like yeah, I, she did. We I I tried it on me and my wife and my child watched and her have. suck. Like she got put in and she fucking sucked. And she was given all these opportunities. Sure, lots of people had lots of opportunities. Lots of players sucked. Lots of players underachieved. But as the elder statesman, as the fucking face of the fucking team. To play that poorly is a disgrace. And to laugh about it, to smile about it, especially in the moment where like your PK sends you to the win and you fucking miss everything and laugh, it's a, just a bad look. It's just a bad look. And I can have that opinion. What, for you? For America. For fucking her. No. Oh, God. For her for teammates. Her. Jesus Christ, get over it. It's not a bad bad look it's how she deals with whatever she just went through in that moment mm. like she it's her right to how to, to 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 smile or to cry or to laugh or do whatever the fuck she wants to feel like doing in that moment why because she, that's her thing. but she underperformed chris that's the bigger that's the bigger thing it's like she, she was put on the team to do something specific which she didn't do and i think it's okay to be like oh that person it's disappointing they didn't play well and i just i just don't like the i don't like the optics that's my that's my thing i don't if like both me and my wife were like, Ugh, why is she laughing? Like this is like, who fucking cares what, how, what she does? It's not about you and what you want out of from her. 
Also, so they why do they play these inf- games in front of their fans? Why don't they just play it at home with no TV? That's how they fucking money, dude. Oh, so they, so they would be playing it without fans. So it's not for me. It's for them. The game. Uh, yeah, they play the game for themselves. Bloody! That's what athletes do. They play the game because they want to play the game. Oh and they get paid to do it. Oh my god, dude. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, uh, basketball played uh, so without Megan, any fans. Megan, Co- Megan Rapinoe is playing that game if, it, if, if it's just a... If it, like she's out in, the, in Australia if it's just like a pickup game. They're like, let's go out for this pickup game. The fans, the stakes... You go play pickup games without people watching? Yes, but I'm not a professional athlete. Well, yeah. I think the word professional means you get paid. The yeah. Non-professionals get our amateurs, right? Yeah. And people played without fans in the stadiums too a few years back, right? So you're saying that I shouldn't have an opinion of how players react or play because they're playing it for you themselves? I have a fucking opinion. Well, but then, that's just fucking stupid. Wait, I, I can have specific opinions. Yeah, you can have all the fucking opinion you want, but it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it like you. you I don't think I'm alone in this. I don't think I'm alone in this opinion. I don't think I just came up with this opinion. uh, I don't care on my own. You you think you have the right to sort of just bash her about this endlessly about this whole thing (laughs) without having some sort of comeback on the other side of this? Well, she's gonna have a comeback. No, I can. But like you, you just you Wait, just get to say whatever she, you fucking want to feel, and like she gonna retire? To her. Why would she retire when she's just in it for herself? She should just play till she's ninety. She could just keep playing on the team. She's just what? She keep dyeing her to, hair. What does that have to do with anything? You said they only do it for themselves, and so I shouldn't have an opinion because what how they react is for themselves only. Yeah, her her reaction is for herself. That's that's the fucking reaction. That's the that's the emotions that she shows and she presents. She's allowed to have any fucking emotion that she wants. You can bitch complain about all you want, but it doesn't change the fact that that's how she's able to show her own whatever emotion she wants to feel and show. Emotion aside, facial expressions aside, do you think she did a good job? No, she played poorly, but that's not on her necessarily either. That's not the on coach her? put her in that position. Wait. She's not. Was she a starter? No. Was she getting limited minutes? She. I don't think she played more than twenty minutes in any match, Dude, and she didn't even see, play in one of the matches either. Did you see that corner kick? Yeah, it was it, terrible. It and you know what? Anyways. Coach should have known that and realized that that she she but doesn't. Why have is she her, taking it? Because she. That's because the coach. When the coach puts her in, that's her job. Corner kicker. She's. She was one of the premier corner kickers of all time, probably. Really. Yes. Like her job is. Her job is a is a winger. She's a forward winger. She should be on the, on the sides. He substituted her for the best Morgan. player on the team and the striker and who's the goal not, scorer. Who's also not that good. Who's Alex Morgan. Yeah, who's maybe not that good. Who, well, she's a little older too now. So maybe she has she fallen like off two, a little bit too. She's had like two but goals in, like, in the last eight matches or something. Okay, but that's also not all on her. Like She doesn't just score on her own. And the coach also put the other two, the two other best strikers. So the, the three players who were the attackers is Smith, Morgan, and Trinity Rodman. And they're all technically more strikers than they are. Uh, the other two are, are strikers more than they are wingers. And Megan Rapino is at her best when she's a winger on the sides, feeding the striker the ball and trying to set up plays and try to set up those goal scores. And so the coach who had like, I mean, if you want, there's, there's plenty of articles. You can go read the athletic and there's one really good one on the ESPN. I think they just posted yesterday. This woman, Caitlin uh, Murray, I believe is her name. And it, it really breaks it down and explains the whole thing really perfectly about how the failures of what that coach did. He, he, he put this team together. He put all these players on thing and he didn't use 80% of them from the bench. And then at the end of that game, when you knew that goat was going to penalties, he puts his best striker and, and his best goal scorer and probably his best penalty taker takes her out of the game for a half hour and puts Megan Rapino like and, and put hers out of position. But he gave and, her every. But in the in a way, he gave her the opportunity to be a hero because she yeah, had and that chances. was probably wrong, and that was the wrong move. It was, but you don't think she wanted that? But she's just. What is she going to go? No, I don't want to go in this game and play. No, of course you do. You're, you're an athlete. But, you're a competitor. But she probably want like that. Wanted that spotlight, right? Well, like it doesn't everybody does? But then she was terrible. She was. She didn't play well at all in any of the games. But a lot of the players didn't. Sophie Smith, who was the best player, upcoming player in the day, she missed the fucking penalty kick. 
when you're also when you're when your goalkeeper is the sixth player in line to take a penalty kick, that, know, that's that not a good crazy. thing. That, that, that never happened. I thought I I didn't I thought I thought I just missed like four kicks. That was crazy. She did good too. She made it. She's better than she Megan Rapinoe. She stepped up. Yeah, she yeah. made it. She did yeah. it. Yeah. Rapino and Smith and the and the other one who last one who missed it at the end, they all got a little too cute with their kicks too. Right? Like they fucked up. They, they should have just hammered go, that ball home. I know. Well, they wanted to go off direct they wanted to go misdirection, right? I right. Think and they were trying were to like, go high and sort yeah. of not with any power. And it did like they overthought it and they fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that the the coach doesn't put doesn't, you know, he brought in he what, what the article said something about him having uh, way more midfielders than even strikers or attackers and forwards, and like he didn't, but he didn't use any of them. Like he's he's he put Julie Ertz, who's a midfielder, who's one of the best midfielders ever. He puts her at, at as a as a as a center back in the defense because he doesn't feel like anybody else could play that position. So he he's already like doing shit that he shouldn't have been doing. Like this is one hundred percent on him and on the organization as a whole. Like there's every a lot of people are at fault here. Like everybody's at fault here. Like, don't hang this. Like, I felt like you were just hanging this all on Megan Rapino, and that's not the case at all. I mean, I'm with you. Wait, did he wave Casey Murphy? Did he take the like? He didn't let. Or did Carly Lloyd make it? Or did they enter? Did Which they one? retire? I'm just wondering where the, where the Rutgers players were. Did they have any Rutgers players? Uh, I'm not sure who was any of the Rutgers. He also he also was substituted right before the penalty kicks happened, like in the last minute of that extra time. He substituted two players on, and for and then so like and then as it went to break, and then the studio host, uh, whatever that guy's name is, was like, "Oh, hey, you know the two substitutions. I I assume that they're going to be two of the first five penalty takers." And Carly Lloyd was like, eh, "Actually, maybe one of them at most. The other one, not so much. He's not a great penalty taker." Like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck you substitute them on? They, they, didn't, they barely played like 30 seconds, maybe. It made no impact. And now you're playing for penalty kicks and you substitute someone on who's not even actually, you're wanting to take a penalty kick? What the fuck doesn't make any fucking sense at all? So who do you like? like that who do you like fucking moving forward? Idiot. Chris, who do you like moving forward? Uh, Japan. And Australia, I guess? What about England? Are they still in it? They're still in it. I don't know. I feel like people are sleeping on it. I'm not. I don't love them. So you like Japan to win it all? I, yeah, I'm kind of like Japan or the Netherlands. It's a shame that Japan and Netherlands hopefully will I know. Uh, uh, face each other. The semis. Uh, right? Not this round, but the next one. Yeah, I think it's the semis. Right. I think Japan will beat Sweden. Sweden didn't look great. Sweden ha- Sweden's goalie had some record, right? Like she was amazing. She was incredible. That's the other thing, right? It's like she had an all-time fucking game. Yeah. Um. See, and 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 USA had him. They had him on the ropes at the end of the game. There, going into the extra time, like they they he could have made a few things. They, they, the Sweden lost her legs just like Netherlands did in the first game. Like Netherlands got tired, and 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 USA didn't capitalize on it. Um. And then Spain, Spain's okay. Spain and uh, Spain and England, I guess, are kind of like my next tier, maybe, because they're pretty good. But I'm 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 digging Netherlands. I'm digging Japan, and I'm just kind of I guess I'm starting to root for Australia now. I guess, although Colombia, man, Colombia's uh, you know is just uh, I maybe I hope they can actually make it to the end. I haven't watched that. Uh, what so so when are the next round of games? Are they because like think, we're, we're down to they, the last eight? Is that it? I think they start. Uh, yeah, I think it's the final eight. It's a, um, quarterfinals Thursday. Oh, tomorrow night. There's a game, one game Thursday, one Friday, one Saturday, one, uh, two Saturday. Uh, Spain, Netherlands, Thursday night. Ooh, that's a tough one. Is it? I feel like the Netherlands will roll. They're just catching some speed. Yeah. They're playing well. Although now they've lost, I think they, didn't they lose, um, Vanderdonk now, I think, for the game. She's got too many yellows. Uh, Onderdonk? Vanderdonk? Isn't that her name? I don't know. There's a street in Brooklyn called Onderdonk. I have a, mm. I have a little money. I did a stupid bet. I did a stupid, stupid bet. Wow. Spain is plus 330 to win. To win it all? 
No, to win the game against, uh, uh, sorry, Netherlands plus 330 to to beat Spain. The Netherlands are plus 330? Mm, Yeah, Spain is minus 120. That's weird because I think that the Netherlands had like, they were like plus 500 to win it all. So maybe the the odds makers don't like what they saw, I guess, or they like. And then if Vanderdonk is the one that, I mean, she's one of the better players. So if she's out, maybe it makes a big difference. I don't know. I don't know. Still, I think they can, um, I think that's pretty good odds though. Yeah, what do we? Uh, what are the futures? What? Are, how do the futures roll out? Uh, right to win yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, see, where are see, we? Futures. Team here, futures. See here. England. Winner, England plus two seventy five. Spain plus three. Japan plus four fifty. Wow. Netherlands plus eleven hundred. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I uh, I put a bet they, on Netherlands they, so they to show four years too. I have the Netherlands to make it to the finals. That's not going to... doesn't seem like that will happen. Uh, and I have Japan to win it all. We'll see what okay. happens. And that was just based on what you told me. I mean, I'd watch the Netherlands, so I picked them, and I always pick them. Uh, I mean, to reach the finals, the other side then is either France, Australia, England, or Colombia. It's, I feel like, but I don't know why it feels like England's going to lose. No one's like really likes England, but yet they're the favorite still. Yeah, I know. But if you're going to name the finalist, there's a there's a bet. Can you name who, I, who would you pick for the two teams in the final? Who, who do I want? Who who do you think will be in the final? Who do I think will be? I think I do think Japan will be in there. Okay, so you've got Japan, Australia, Japan. France, Japan, Colombia, Japan, France. Uh, nice to me. Japan, um, six hundred plus six hundred. Right I've watched France a little bit. I haven't watched England. It's hard. I don't know. Australia might be. I don't know if they're too big of a long shot. Like they can win a couple. You know, well, two Japan, more games. Japan is not. A, can't play Australia, can they? No. Oh yeah, they can. Yeah, in the be, in the final, could be Japan, Australia. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like, that's the matchup I think I would like. That would be fun. Um, I, let's put it this way. The four teams I'd want at the end to, to play, to go to the finals would be Netherlands, Japan, Colombia, Australia. I agree with that. I think I, that'd be fun. Yeah. I think to have that sort of dark horse Colombian there, who's, who's, you know, I think a lot of the, and you know, like Brazil, USA, uh, what was the other team too? That's you know we're upset and, and out early, even Port- from the Portugal. I don't know if they were an upset or not, but uh, a little bit maybe. Um, Canada didn't even make the fucking. Yeah, Canada tournament. was one. Yeah, that was the other one. Yeah, so um, I'd like to see it. I, I'd like to see one team sort of make a run here, maybe that's um, a little bit more of a long shot. I guess Netherlands is in that discussion now too, though. Yeah, it seems like, but uh, that seems silly to me. That seems weird to me too. They did tie the U.S. team. They did. So, but. Megan Rapino played a lot of that, so <laughs> makes sense. There, you got your final word in. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you want to end it there? You got any last thoughts? You got any parting words? No, I think I've already grinded my gears enough. Got you, it was a gr- it was a gr- a grindful geared, a very grindy gear uh, <laughs> episode. Uh, <laughs> Do you? Oh, I'll ask you really quickly. Last two minutes. Do you think? Do you think that the, having watched both the Aces and Liberty now, uh, in person, do you think one of those two teams is going to win it all? Yes. Yeah, it seems like it, right? I think those two teams will be in the finals. Yeah. It's hard to. It's hard now watching the the Wings lose to the Sky twice. I just feels like the other teams are just gonna. They're all just Connecticut. Around. Connecticut's the only other one that I like. They're just not going away and. And they're they might almost be in a tier with the Liberty more so than than the Aces and the Liberty in the, in the tier together. You know, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Connecticut makes it back to the finals either. Though. That's a good point. I've I I'm amazed that like Candace Parker can go down and I didn't even notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas I think if the Liberty lose someone, it's going to be really hard. Like yeah. really hard for that team to recover. I feel like they need I they need every minute of their best six players. I'm including yeah. Thornton in that. Especially Stephanie Dolson. <laughs> <laughs> I liked her look. She had a cool look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am mad at her. I just don't want to see her running up and down the court, especially after sitting out 17 weeks with an ankle injury. It's not going to get better. Yeah, probably not. And, and, and I, 
she'd almost she'd almost yeah I, like not her personally but having her back almost kind of fucks up the rotations or playing times it's and, a it's a, i i it forces this coach to go small when when jones comes out which isn't a bad look like no, it's Thornton, probably a good Thornton thing. for Jones and and switching and and putting Laney in, so you've got a little bit of size in the paint, like kind of works. It yeah, and, of, and Laney, you know, is a good rebounder. Like you know, they I get mean. after the ball. Like they they kind of overcome. I think that need for a, a bigger player who can kind of do those kind of yeah uh, usual uh, roles and skills. But she'd been just but, she'd been just sub doing a straight sub like backup center vibes, and it was just woof woof. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, I think they're starting to figure it out, you know, now and, and now they get towards the end of like what, they got about another month, I think, left of the they regular just season. Stay healthy, just gotta stay healthy. Stay healthy. Like everybody wants to see this in the end, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like this will be some amazing ratings. This will be really, you know, like. I mean, it was a sellout. It was the biggest game of the season. It was. Yeah. It was sold out. We paid over face for our tickets. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. It's worth it. Worth every penny for a two-year-old. <laughs> we will not remember anything oh well but we will we will he was fine all right chris uh yep. have a great rest of your day i hope it's i hope it's all i hope i hope it's better than this than the show was for you um this is the highlight of my day okay bye everyone okay bye <laughs>